on the tee of 15. What's up, Dip Nation? I'm Dave. It's a Too Much Dip podcast. Joining me in studio, throwing deuce, rocking the poncho hat, not a sponsor, but used to be. Hopefully they come back. It's Dylan Shivery. Hello. Very happy to be here. Dave, were you in Montana over the weekend or were you in Scotland? That sounded just like you. And I know that's from one of your favorite movies. No, I was not in Fife, Scotland or whatever. Where's St. Andrew? Is it Fife or Fife? Is it Fife? No, that's something else. No, I was not in Scotland. I was in I was in uh, Whitefish. Oh, okay, we did a whole pod on this earlier. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, <laughs> uh, look, I know that we don't have much college football to talk about right now, but we're getting so close. I'm just getting so h for for college football. You know, it just, you- it's like it can't get here like soon enough. Can't wait for it. I mean, hell, KJ used to play the. Will's damn right game. out there. Do you want to get Will in here to give some predictions? <laughs> You want to talk Bama football with Will? <laughs> kind of. We're going to need to at some point. KJ's here. And by here, I mean uh, in Wisconsin where he lives, his domicile. Hey there, buddy. Uh, long time no see. We got a – I know you ain't talking to me. I know. It would be sad um, if I was referring to Dylan, but I don't know if I should apologize or if it's just understood that after a trip, like there's not a like big ceremonious goodbye. Yeah, and you wouldn't slept. Dave and I went to the <laughs> yeah. Dave and I went to the airport together, but my flight wasn't for another like three or four hours. And the way the Whitefish uh, or the Kalispell Airport is set up is my gate was on a whole nother floor. So I sat mm. by him. Started to talk for like two seconds. Realized we're in Sunday of the of the open. I'm like, yeah, I've seen this guy for like seventy two straight hours. That's that's about enough. I was just like, all right, I'll see you. Just kind of <laughs> went and found a spot. Y'all didn't hug it out. No, ki- no smooching. Just <laughs> just a later. Wasn't even a handshake. No fist bump. Damn. I was just like, all right. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I had the open queued up on my YouTube YouTube TV app on my phone. And uh, when you left, KJ, um, some young ladies started trickling in. And it's a, the, the Kalispell Airport, if you don't know, is very small. And one by one, they joined and they kept sitting all around me. And these are young mm-hmm. ladies, probably around 30. Clearly a bachelorette party as they were, off, they were wearing their bachelorette hats. And when it was all said and done, there was like nine of them, uh, like four or five sitting down right across from me many standing around me to the point to where one of them looked at me. He's like, I'm sorry, we're crowding you. And I was like, it's all good. You're fine. Not bothering me. But they started talking and they started sharing stories about like the night before about one girl spit tequila in some guy's face at a bar. Hell yeah. And like just the way they were talking and their energy was giving me anxiety. So I got up and moved. <laughs> I had, I was just like, I couldn't <laughs> deal with it. Cause I was already on edge because I had a, a flight I had to connect with in uh, Vegas Thank God it was delayed because um, I wouldn't have made it due to the fact that I had to change terminals and go back through security. Total beating. But um, why is that? Why, why through security again? 
because I had to leave, I had to take a shuttle from Terminal One in Vegas to Terminal Three, where I guess the Frontier and all the broke boy airlines are. Although I had a good experience <laughs> at Frontier and Allegiant, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, I had to get in a shuttle, go over, and luckily there was like nobody at security. That being said, it did not stop them from uh, saying that they were picking up metal in my pants and um, having to do a, a pat down with the outside of their hands on my uh, inner thigh gooch reason, region and reason. <laughs> Man, I forgot to ask you about the Austin South Terminal, the very mysterious South Terminal that I've never seen, but I've only heard rumors of. Yes. How? What's it like? It is... It's... Not as good as people watching. You have no food options, essentially, outside of like the your basic snack shop. But is that a uh, Taco Deli two? It's actually a Taco Deli three over there. Oh yeah, the South Terminal. <laughs> they only offer tortillas. <laughs> no, um, and they're mini tortillas because of inflation. But uh, you go over there. It, it's it's a nice experience because it's it's not as busy. It's there's like two or three gates. And you're, you kind of almost feel like you're flying private. You have to walk on the runway, okay. but you're not flying private. You're, you're, you're flying, flying on a budget too. airline. Yeah. But that's fine. Okay. Getting out of there was easy too. Uber, oh. Uber took two minutes from when I called, which is unheard of at that airport. How far past the, air, the actual airport is it? Very far. Really? I mean, it felt, it feels like at least two miles, like maybe long, more than that. You go out, you take 183 from 71. Okay. 183 South. So Crazy. I had no clue mm. that was even a thing. And that's I would have... So Brett did this. Brett was weirdly, or not weirdly, but Brett was on my flight to Denver, um, which is where I connected to go to Whitefish. Brett went to the wrong terminal, and luckily he made it in time. But had I not talked to Will, I would not have known that. Because the day before, Will was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're probably flying out of Terminal 3 or Terminal 1 or South Terminal. I was like, I don't even know what that is. I haven't even yeah. looked. And luckily I looked and realized it was a completely different place. Wild out there, man. Shout out to all the Uber drivers who pick people up for the airport and ask what airline immediately. Because real ones know. Because if you say Allegiant or Frontier, they'll know. The pros do at least. So Anyway. Whereas in Dallas, I feel like uh, we're spoiled and you don't, you don't fully connect the dots that like there are six or seven terminals. They're not necessarily convenient to get to by foot, but they have a Skylink that's so efficient that like most of the time you just go to wherever security is shortest and know you're going to have to connect, but you never have to go through security. Other airports, uh, not so convenient. Do you, have, do you have fun, KJ? It's not airport we, we got the full recap from Dave on circling back, but we haven't talked to you, obviously. Yeah. Good time? I won't waste... Uh, I, I had a chance to check that segment because I knew there'd be a lot of overlap. David's absolutely accurate on... Uh, the height of the pressure of being front of the boat. I won't fully review his performance because I was in a passenger position on this boat, did not contribute a lot, but our team did not show well for our side of the boat. Whitewater mm -hmm. rafting, very tight though. Very mm -hmm. tight. I don't think Other either, highlight. Either, either of us, I don't think neither of us were to blame. No, 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 no. This is bad rhythm, but we're fine. We survived. Other highlight, I may have missed, but did you get to any of our altercations at the festival? Oh, no, I hands? didn't. I didn't. I forgot about that. We quite nearly did. Hands were not thrown, though. KJ now, almost beat up uh, an old lady. 
Well, there, there goes the... Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> there goes the lead. I was going to say, there's a handful of expected altercations at a festival. The most typical being what? You know, somebody crowding your space you know, or trying to like get in a better position, kind of jostle in front of you. We had that. Uh, unfortunately, we had that. And the two gentlemen that were in my space very likely had a... I don't know, somewhere to be back on January 6th, 2020. I feel like every, every guy uh, there just has, has a pocket knife, like every single one. Well, there's zero security, so it's just very likely. Ready to either cut some fishing line <laughs> or just pull out a, a knife at a music festival, one of the two. You know, All of it would have worked. Yeah. That was not a difficult, All as we found out, not a difficult festival to sneak stuff into. <laughs> the first year, completely different. Um and a lot of it was because they just were very, very, very strict on like no lighters, no vapes, no cigarettes, none of that, because it was a drier season. And Montana is like known for wildfires. Um, and so this being on drier land that year, they were like not fucking around this year. I don't think I even like pulled out my cell phone. It was weird. Anyways, as we were leaving, uh, shaky graves was wrapping up his set. Um, we were in a bigger stage and as is the case at most festivals, there's like a clear path behind the sound stage, uh, because you can't see the stage. We are walking dead center down that pathway. And I'd say about 50 yards into this open field, a random lady had to be in her sixties out of nowhere. Looks like a nice enough lady. Name is probably Jan. Maybe, maybe Ellen. Like, <laughs> Maybe Paula. Maybe Patty Look like a Linda. Yeah, Patty Mills is, is right. <laughs> Could be Patty Mill. Uh, she, like, I don't even know how to explain, but she went from nowhere to dead in front of me. And basically, it's like, hey, hands up, like, in front of my face. She's like, hey. And at this point, I'm just kind of grateful. We kind of have most of our crew with us. We were missing one, but we all kind of got to the point where we we're like, hey, he's gone. He knows where the house is. We're over it. We're leaving. And just as I would do, like the person trying to sell you direct TV as you're heading into Costco, I just kind of give the, I'm good, thanks, and started to like motion that I was going to walk around her. He did. She goes, he did this. Wait. Both hands directly into my chest. <laughs> like with some force. Really? Like, you know, like when you have a jamming a receiver friend. at the line type force. Yeah, so drunk friend at a bar, and he like he's like in an altercation, and you're trying to like break it up and like get like, hey man, not worth it, not worth it, and you put the hands up on the chest. That's that's what it looked like. It was like if it was a guy, I would have been fully within like understandable right to like throw an elbow, like without hesitation. It was a shove but situation. Given the fact that this was, oh yeah, given the fact that this was a uh, elderly woman, <laughs> and we were uh, at an event where there were twenty thousand people, two that you could confuse with me physically, like larger like we guys, similar in any way, but oh, ethnically, okay. quite similar. Uh, I felt it was best in my best interest to kind of. Just keep it moving because she fully like hand checked me and I'm like, whoa. And as best I could, I put my hands to the side of her arms, 
kind of smushed him aside, swim move, and kept going. The so I don't know what she move. said to the rest of the group, but I really thought in that moment about, like, if I would have shoved her down, I would have got my ass kicked by, like, one of those knife-carrying dudes that just mm-hmm. saw a random guy just shove an old lady to the ground with no context. Like, without question, it would not have ended well for me. This went down, so the area, you know, you've got the, the people that are in front of the stage, and then like KJ said, there's the sound the sound stage that we were kind of posted up in front of for a minute. And then it's like the lawn back where everybody's, all the older folks where we probably should have been, had their blankets down and their lawn chairs. <laughs> they were all like watching this, and like, it was really bizarre. I don't, we still don't know what, why she was, the only thing I could think of, maybe this, Maybe she's like related to Shaky Graves and she was upset that we were leaving before his set was done. And she was going to be like, hey, hey, that's not cool to leave in the middle of a performer's set. Maybe it was that. I don't know because I don't have a good explanation because, um, you know, this this was a um, like KJ said, probably a 65 year old woman. And we had a pretty imposing crew. Like, not that she was trying to, like, start a fight. Yeah, but I think like, she was trying to throw hands with, with all... To, to with, put your hands on KJ. KJ is a large guy, as as we know. Yeah, he, he, yeah. And we've all seen the, the, the memes. Well, I'm, I'm glad she didn't whip your ass, KJ. I'm glad you're here to, to talk about it, man. I guess that's an outcome I hadn't considered. Like, what if I would have got my ass whooped? Like, would anybody <laughs> come to my rescue? She had a pocket knife. <laughs> but yeah so that was probably the uh, highlight of the weekend outside of what david's already mentioned um what was the other thing we did oh you cook fajitas and they were good. is pretty dope it's not it's not for me but david looked like he had a hell of an experience his austin uh residents definitely came to play like your boy was out there looking like a professional on whitefish lake look i'm i'm known as a supper Oh, you guys paddleboarded? Yeah, stand up paddleboard. Sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Very cool. It was. It was very cool. KJ, you're not going to tell him about your fajitas. David mentioned that uh, we didn't have any meals outside of the house. Another per- podcast on uh, circling back. He failed to mention all of the meals within the house, presented and prepared by yours truly. Wow, Dave was saying how the the fajitas were kind of mid. Honestly, didn't, didn't say that before that we started recording. He best was meal that. we had, I think. Well, he no, helped he season that. them, so <laughs> I help. I help figure out no, how to turn was, the propane uh, grill on. That's sick. Yeah, it was really, really. Everyone useful. needs that guy. You got to have propane grill guy. KJ yeah. learned that the hard way last week. Uh huh. As as we've learned on these trips, on guys' trips, if you're not going to go out to dinner with like a pre-planned itinerary, it is very key to consolidate decision-making when it comes to meals. Because as is the case, like guys will eat whatever's available and like what's on hand. If anyone, if you pull any one of the 10 people, what's the low light of our entire trip? It's when we had to take 10 people. The word had is very, very shakier. But when we took 10 people to the grocery store together for about 20 minutes, and that was the worst moment of everyone's weekend. It was right after the rafting, like, Nobody was uh, in a good mood and nobody was like on the same page. It was a fucking nightmare. So, you know, uh, our typical route is that either myself or one other person will collect all of the groceries, pay for all the food, and then everyone pays that one person back. And that's the way to go. And I made the mistake, of course, of uh, throwing some Triscuit crackers 
into the uh, shopping cart. And um, apparently that's a big no-no as Triscuit crackers, I've learned, are not liked by many. Not me. I'll eat them raw. <laughs> to eat them I'm plain, raw dogging the Triskies. To eat them plain is a bit strange because they're, they're pretty bland, um, pretty dry. But when paired with uh, cheese, they're great. It's a great vehicle for other things. But We weren't doing them, Coke. By themselves. <laughs> nah. We, it was the olive oil garlic ones, though. Okay. So there's okay. a little flavor. Okay. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to argue with the flavor. It's the texture. It's a Dylan texture pointed play. Out, like they, are, they, they will create a dehydration effect <laughs> at a time where staying drated is absolutely paramount. You got to stay drated, he says. <laughs> That's our, that was our Montana trip. Uh, you know, but yeah, good trip. As I told Dave. Uh, Everything else envious. here on Circling Back. Very envious of that trip. Just makes me want to go. Well, you should because it was uh, phenomenal. And KJ didn't even bring up uh, oh. the low light of the trip, the real low light of the trip. Me eating those Triscuit crackers before I went to the airport, just uh, at like eight <laughs> in the morning. Just a little get, get a little something in the gut. Yeah, I, I'm. Although KJ did, to his credit, made some nice egg sandwiches, which I didn't plan on eating until he. he they looked really. The eggs were good. And so I just slammed one. But like initially I was like, I'm going to eat a few and then I'm just going to fast and not like mess with my gut before I go on this plane. And um, we would have been so fucked. Yeah. Because my trip, my travel day, like I, my flight wasn't for like another three hours after David's. I got to the airport really, really early, but the rest of the house was doing jet skis on Sunday the only thing worse than like normal Sunday scaries was like Sunday scaries combined with FOMO because everybody else was leaving on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to have a situation where I took David to the airport, came back, everyone's having the time of their life, jet skiing left and right. And then I've got to go catch an Uber in competition with like festival Uber traffic. Smart. Like, so I said, fuck it. I'm just going to go sit at the airport, spend an unreasonable amount of money ordering a grill. It'll be here Thursday. Can't fucking wait. Uh, and then catching some Z's. And then had a very similar experience. Um, people do not respect or respect boundaries at that airport. Like I had people sit down in both seats right directly next to me. And the lady who sat next to me on the left, like her knee was touching mine. And I'm like, okay, this is intense. Like give me like four feet, not 50. I'll be reasonable, but give me four feet. I would have been like back, 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 back. Give me fifty feet. There you go. It was. I almost did the same thing you just did. So hey, great. I, mind. I set it up. I said fifty. You yeah. <laughs> said four. I thought. I know, but I'm saying I wasn't unreasonable, and I didn't ask for fifty. Oh, Anyhow, see. great time. Shout out to everybody. Also, nobody will say it publicly, but your boy's got to remedy this uh, passed out drunk snoring issue. In the event uh, you see anywhere on social media, anything posted by Jake Kemp, it's probably a deep fake, but I will own the fact that your boy's got to really rectify that before any more group trips happen. I didn't realize you were a snore boy. It ain't good. (laughs) KJ, I didn't thank you. David's doing me the biggest favor of our entire, uh, you know, half-decade relationship by just kind of being real chill about it. But he ended up with a f- like solo room, solo bed on account of me, like fully being like, you know what? I'm in the wrong here. 
Yeah, I didn't know how to bring it up if I should. We were sh we shared a bed initially, first night, and um, I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, <laughs> on account of the snoring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't. I didn't. You know, I was genuinely worried, so I kind of brought it up, and then I didn't. I, I was thinking I would be the one to sleep somewhere else because I I'm a small guy, but KJ was gracious enough to just find some comfy places and crash. So thank you, KJ. That's why. Uh... If I've got to go somewhere, I'm going to make sure Flounder or someone like that is also there. I've got a little cover fire that way. <laughs> That's very fair. I don't think you can hold a candle to his snoring. I promise you, as having slept in a bed with both of you, uh, I can now make that, that uh, decision. <laughs> hey, let's hit the dip line. Let's do it. It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-DIP. Again, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Remember, dip responsibly. Oh, and this one, it's for Dippy. You're not that guy, Peltro. Let's hit it. I'm hitting all kind of bad buttons here, but here we go. My God, Zodiac Killer. Uh, anyway, what's up, team? It's OC. Um, so I, very similar to KJ, moved to Madison for work. So KJ, let me be the first to welcome you, even though I believe you moved there like a month before me. Anyway, um... With my recent move, am I clear to, like, just go all in on UW, specifically, specifically football? Um, I'm a big college football fan. I have no affiliation with the university, but I plan on trying to make it to some games, maybe even some away games, because it's, like, a, a big matchup to they play, like, at Michigan State or something, which would be cool. But I uh, I went to Army, so obviously I'm a Army football fan through and through, but I think it would be cool to have a, a team in a big conference. So would that be weird for me to just be, like, the biggest Badger fan for, like, three months? All right. You know, <laughs> what do you think? Let me start off by saying welcome to the Midwest. We're happy to have you. But uh, I don't know why you would limit it at three months as a big Frozen Four guy. As everybody knows, I'm college hockey guy. Uh, the Badgers are quite nationally prominent in men's wrestling. Go Bucky. In men's basketball. Also a team to follow. So it's not a bad program to root for. I don't think uh, you're going to upset anybody if they're not from Iowa or Minnesota. And you live local. So fuck it. All in. Thanks for your service. Absolutely. I mean, the service thing, too, but I'm talking about the college football thing. Absolutely go all in on the Badgers. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's – I've always been kind of drawn to that football program. I think it's, thing, it's cool, and they have a great atmosphere. Madison, of course, is a dope well, college. for town. having to bring this – What was that? That was audio. I'm sorry. This setup is I was not say, ideal that's for not me. Mine. I'm blowing <laughs> up. Right. I can't. I'm not capable. No, no, that's all right. Um Support the local team. I mean, that if you get into it, those games will become like much more fun as you know, as opposed to you to being just indifferent about what goes on inside the stadium. Like get into it, buy in, load up on gear, get some tickets, go to the games. I think it absolutely in a town like that'd be so much fun. Fully embrace. I mean, that's like your default. I've always said like the University of Texas is kind of my like default pro team since I grew up in a city that didn't have a professional anything really. And so, like, UT just became like, all right, I'm always going to root for UT no matter what. And 
that can kind of be your Wisconsin pro team. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people, when they make fun of like Texas for having a lot of t-shirt fans, like they don't really factor that into the equation. It's like, they really don't have professional sports team. They, I mean, they don't, they do now. Dylan, you're a big Verde guy, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> dude, like if you move there and you want to immerse yourself in the, in the city and the culture a little bit, and it helps you meet people, uh, makes you fit in a little bit, do it. Now I did not do that with Texas tech when I uh, lived in Lubbock for the uh, short time that I did, but I could have, I went to some of the booster things um, with the firm I was with and like, I always felt weird because I was like, man, I don't really care about any of this. But I kind of, you know, maybe I should have leaned into it a little bit more. But I'm a, I'm a noted T-shirt Baylor fan, so it would have been weird. Did you do any uh, Thunder events in OKC? Or was it too early in their, like, franchise? No, I went to I went to a couple Thunder games. And this is when I was in Oklahoma City. It was during the good times. This was uh, Russ – KD and James. Um, and I, I did not like them because I was jealous of the talent they'd amassed and the Mavs, this is before the Mavs had won their ring. And I was like, well, they're going to, they're going to, you know, we're never going to get past them. turns out we did, but, um, (laughs) it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. Uh, the Thunder games were fun. The city got behind it. I don't think there's anything weird about it. Most of the people that relocated to Oklahoma city, for law school, got really into the thunder. Didn't matter where they were from. I'm just a, I'm just a, an old curmudgeon, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to abandon you say there's my Mavs. Anything weird about Oklahoma City games? Yes, they do start the game off with a prayer, which the first that I don't that doesn't bother me, but it did. I did not understand what was about that when when they when they hit me with the prayer like before tip off. I was like. I was I was caught off guard because I had never heard of that. The arena or the team? The arena. It's nope. like it's like the national the national anthem. It's they do prayer or national anthem in in that order. I have never seen that at a sporting yeah. event of any of on any level. They definitely I don't know if they still do it. I think they do, but they definitely did it. And I, I just was so blown away. Um again, wow. doesn't doesn't bother me. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally I'm it, totally uh, secure. We did catch ourselves in a uh, unexpected national anthem moment on on Saturday at the festival Ooh. because there's a rodeo that goes on like adjacent to the festival, and rodeos will hit you with the uh, prayer national anthem like one two punch. I've been to a handful, but I I guess let's ask Dylan. You're at a music festival. Mm-hmm. The rodeo is adjacent to it. They do like. Uh, like they 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 don't have music going on when the rodeo is going on. Like it's in between sets, basically, kind of like okay. Billy Bob's. Like it's adjacent to the venue. Okay. Um, if you're in audible range, but not at the event, what's your reaction when you hear the national anthem? Let's say you're ordering a beer mid transaction. I actually have a funny little anecdote about this. Uh, I was at the, I think it was Texas OU. What what do you say? I told Adam to clip. Fair that. part. I want to get that line of you saying, "I have a funny little anecdote funny about little that. anecdote." <laughs> I just uh, want that for future use. We got we got to we were at Texas OU and we were tailgating in a big parking lot. And typical tailgate, people had you know beers, some you know some tents set up. We were just hanging out. 
some dude from his truck, probably 150, 200 feet away, starts blaring the national anthem okay. from his truck. And we're all just kind of sitting there, and about one in every 10 people around us would like take their cap off and, you know, and face this truck. There was no flag. Hell yeah, was, brother. Just kind of face the truck that was playing it. And I didn't think much of it. I was just drinking. And, and some dude, some random dude called me out. He was like, hey, man, you're not going to take your cap off and, and, and give, give the song its respect, something like that. I was like, at this point, I didn't even really realize what was, hap- what was going on. It was kind of, like I said, the truck was not that close to us. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, are you really calling me out for not removing my cap just because the, the national anthem just happens to be like within earshot of, of what's going on right here? And he goes, yeah. And I, his buddy next to him, as I was saying, as we were like kind of, you know, John back and forth, he realized that he hadn't taken his cap off. So he quickly like t- took his cap off just so his buddy wouldn't think. And I was like, your buddy's not doing it. He goes, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about you. It's like, shut up. Go F yourself, dude. Very important question. Was <laughs> this was so stupid? Are we talking pre or post 9-11? This was probably, uh, yeah, this is probably 12 years ago. So definitely post. I mean, yeah, I was, I was in college or just out of college probably. Uh, that seems more egregious to be mad about that than our situation at the festival. Because again, as you stated, you were in a parking lot. And some dude was playing it out of his like lifted F-150. Yeah, I'd like to know like uh, unofficial. Yeah, like I look, I'm I'm all about that. You know, I'm all about you know national pride and all that. But come on, you were capping. I'm just here to drink a beer. Like, shut up. Anyway, (laughs) um, if I, I don't know. That that's a little bit more. um, I I don't know. What 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 did what did you guys do? Y'all heard it at the we from kinda, the rodeo. I don't we kind of stopped and just we're kind of just taught. We were watching it from afar, but there were most people in our area were just going about their business because it, it was not a part of what we were doing. I don't right, know. Right. Uh, well, I'd say it's about sixty percent stopped and like eventually were like hats off facing, but most people kind of stood where they were, and that's kind of what we ended up doing. Like we didn't hand over heart or were caps removed. Like I think eventually I removed my hat. I popped shouts cap. to Roback. My bucket hat was absolutely my MVP for the weekend. There you go. In all settings, it was tremendous. But uh, like I knocked that back. But uh, more than anything, it just felt weird to be like taking steps because everybody else kind of froze. And we would have been not only like the guys not doing the national anthem, but like. We were also moving. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was a. <laughs> I don't know the protocol there. I don't. Know I really either. don't. I wish we had actually. I feel like gone Nathan... up and looked at the horses, like like checked out the little mini rodeo because it was kind of the horses were really dope. Horses. Did are you dope. tell Dylan that we like fully sat down in a creek, like a live creek of water, in the middle of a festival? Uh, like no, I did not. Yeah, this, uh, lazy, lazy uh, pool. The ranch that this uh, festival was on had a flowing stream through the middle of it, and you could watch the show and stand in it, like, and it was ankle deep, and it was cold water, like probably you know fifty-eight degree water or something. Mm-hmm. 
And me, of course, as a Chaco guy, I just got right in there. Didn't have to take my my chocks off or anything. Yeah. So I was just standing there vibing. People were watching me like, dude, this guy you is- You were built for that moment. This guy is a Chaco guy through and through. Damn. Some of the guys we were with, not to name names, had to take off their socks and shoes. And I was just like, <laughs> dude, could not be me, literally. Could you imagine? No. How embarrassing. No shame. Still glad I did. Like, can't equate how refreshing it was because it got a little toasty at that point in the festival. Cool down, but we were on fucking edge about 20 minutes into it. All right. What are we Do doing? We, I think we have a new sponsor alert. New sponsor. We have a new sponsor. Better help, Dylan. That's better help. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by better help. Who couldn't use a little therapy from time to time? Life has so many curveballs it throws at you. I mean, just talking to somebody helps you out. The twists and turns. It's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp is online therapy, and it will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I mean, I'm a, I'm a proud therapy user. I think everyone, everyone should at least go check in every now and then, no matter how great life is going. Go check in. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone with therapy. It can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. Better help makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that it's available and they're recruiting therapists in all 50 states. It's an awesome deal. Check it out. They've got a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash much dip. That's betterhelp.com slash much dip. That gets you 10% off your first month of online therapy. Much dip. Much dip. Much dip. Okay, Jake, can I get that mic turned back towards you? I was trying to text you in the middle of that to tell you because you're coming in low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is very unprofessional, uh... but I'm doing it. My address level probably faded away there in a moment. There we go. Is that better? Yeah. Better-ish. Did you guys watch any golf this weekend? I sure did. Boy. Mm-hmm. So did we. So did KJ. You know I. what I always say? Yeah. You know what I say about uh, the Open Championship? Like, there's nothing, nothing better than just some weekend morning golf with the lads. Get to go on and live your life the rest of the day. But... Knowing you haven't missed a shot, uh, it's just tremendous. We did watch a surprising amount of golf in Montana. Because this is not – there were guys who played golf on this trip, but the main guy who organized it, I'm adding him. His name's Jake. He might have put me on the TL for eating Triscuit crackers. He's just not a golf guy. But to his credit, every morning when I got up, 6.30 or 7, walked upstairs, he was in there watching golf. He had it on. He knew, he knew that I was going to be there, and, like, he knows I need to be dialed. Damn. KJ too. We got to talk to. We got to talk it through on the pod. Cam, what? Uh, I was going to say, Dylan. What was your experience watching the uh, British Open or the Open Championship? 
Um, I uh, had a, a pretty busy family-ish weekend, so I, I caught it here and there. I, I did wake up Sunday morning and caught um, I caught the, the last two groups, I believe, teeing off, and then I um, had I caught most of the round. Not all of it. I caught most of the round. Yeah. I did see the last couple holes there. Um, I feel bad for Rory. I think everyone is kind of in the same boat there. Rory was, was looking hot, and he played a hell of a tournament. Um, Cam was just Cam was just too good. Thirty on the back. <sighs> you yeah. had a thirty nine over the weekend. Wait, so you I can kind of relate. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Courses are about what? as difficult. Yeah, yes, you're damn right, KJ. Of course, how of like I'd well, like to. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but well, I don't want to gloss over this. Not only a Dylan called a shot recently. Saying that he felt like he had like a eighty-four in his back pocket. I feel like I had a like I just was waiting to be had. for a seventy-nine is what I said, and I still feel that way. Seventy-nine. There you go. You got halfway there, I'm and then uh, notoriously, you are anti-heat boy. I, I don't know why I'm I, talking like I, I'm from fucking Mississippi. Heat, but I, you know, um, Ashley Schaefer just got here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I fade fast in the heat. I'm very prone to overheating. Um, it, it happens. I. I've gone to the emergency room a couple of times, so I have to be very careful in the heat. I, I took a, a page out of Dave's playbook, and I did the uh, cool, cooler with a towel in it move, which I mm -hmm. used throughout the round. It was very clutch. But, yeah, I put together a, a decent back nine. I went 46-39. So I pulled it together a little bit. That's cool. That's um, a thicky. Very good. Of course, people are here to, to – right talk about the uh the open right i mean right. like as much as you right. did look playing playing lions is yeah. basically lions is definitely the old course in <laughs> in austin if you really think about it it is you think about yeah that's yeah that's austin's old course a lot of my friends are out on st andrews just from like a viewing perspective they think it looks like shit um and i'm like don't want to be golf hardo guy who's like you just don't appreciate I shared, golf but i shared some takes in the office last week, Thursday or Friday, that um, I, I'm not ready to take public yet about that course. Dude, own your takes. Um, no, I'm not, the golf golf purist will just absolutely torpedo me. You just said it's not a, a course for modern golf. You said they needed to roll the ball back a little bit just because these guys can get out there and the way they hit it now, I watched, they can go driver wedge. I watched John Rahm absolutely throw a dart middle of the green middle of the green and the undulation on said green was so intense that it it like hit off the side of this little mound in the middle of the green and just shot 20 yards off the green that's not where to hit it the middle of the green undulation no it's birdies like, it, that that doesn't make sense to me i think <laughs> I, I said i wasn't going to take these takes public but here i am i made you do it you shouldn't you shouldn't hit a tee shot over a building. Oh come on, that's that's stupid. It's stupid. I know, I, I know. You clearly there shouldn't be you have bunkers. not played uh, the ninth there, at Thorn Tree. There shouldn't Minnesota. be bunkers. People in, are trying to carry the, houses all the time. There shouldn't be fairway bunkers that you can't get out of. That's, there just shouldn't. Okay, well let's 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 tie this back. There shouldn't. In. There the sh road hole bunker on seventeen. Cam, he's up there. His approach shot not good, and then he has to choose. Do I try to flip a little wedge, hit a little like a nipping wedge over that bunker, or do I putt it? He chose to putt it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm just talking I know. about there are bunkers on that course 
that have the steep face, the steep wall. Like the one I'm talking about. And you, you can't get it. You can't advance the ball out of those bunkers. That shouldn't be so. That's, that's like the allure of Lynx Golf of St. Andrews. You might have to, you might have to go me. out sideways. Aesthetically, it's one of the uglier, one of the uglier courses there is. Um, anyway, Cam's putt on 17 was sick. It was sick. <laughs> Put it to like, what, 10, 12 feet, drains it, saves par. And he was, he, was only, he was up one going into 18 because of that. And God, I wanted to – I wanted to, part of me wanted to play off, but part of me was like, man, my plane's about to take off and I would have to miss this playoff. <laughs> so, like, selfishly, I was like, eh, let's just get it over with. Luckily, I, we got delayed like 20 minutes on the tarmac um, because of a mechanical issue, which you always want to hear before you take off. But, um, yeah, I got to watch it on my phone. I was golf guy walking on the plane, like, with, with it going live. I was like, everybody knows I like golf. That's kind of my thing. Cam's a killer, man. I fucking love that, dude. I was not even rooting for He's him. He's like, ice cold. I, I wanted Rory, but, like, it was best case scenario because once I realized Hovland was, had a big bag of nothing on Sunday, which is sad because I love that dude, I was like, all right, we need Rory to do this. And but I was like, any outcome though, Cam Young going out there, Eagle in 18 to finish second, that's sick. That, Didn't I tell you not to take yes. Cam Young in your draft, Dylan? I think you did. I told you to take Corey Connors over Cam Young, and I apologize. Good pick. No, that cost me the dub. Cam Young famously sponsored by Major League Baseball. I saw that. <laughs> just I loves saw that. Just loves the game. The game loves him. Is that not that's a little unstable, right? No. That was probably the highlight of uh, Friday, Saturday. Well, I guess Friday and Saturday for us while watching was every time Cam Young was on. Just shit. He's making Rob Manfred so damn proud right now. The non-golf guys <laughs> could not get past the uh, Major League Baseball logo prominently displayed on his sleeve. And the fact that he okay. kind of looked like he was uh, maybe like a borderline setup guy. For like a team in the late 2000s <laughs> he does <laughs> he does dude mashes though he does man like okay give me the uh mavericks jersey patch it's just f1 logo were you in on that yes for some reason it's di it's different with the team sport because like when i see a guy with, with yeah. the logo i'm like with the you know, you, you get – they don't stick out when they're, it's like a bank or like some wealth management institution. You're like, okay, great, another bank guy. But when it's a – Major League A baseball. big four sport in the and you're playing a completely different sport, it's just – it's it's hard to get past. I'll, I'll say it. it. It did look a lot better than uh, – I think Bryson and um, DJ. I think they just had like HH – on the side of their hats. Like I was like, I didn't know what it stood for, but the whole time, like, you know, they're just like shouts. Oh, you just, of course, this is a reference to the live tour, which we do have Around news. I don't right. know if you meant to, to do this transition, but it worked out really well. Cause, uh, did you see the news on who's going to live and who might be? So I know the, who might be, might be. Cam Smith famously uh, just discussed on this pod for winning the Open Championship, shooting a back 930, birdieing five in a row. And uh, let's get to – he was asked about this in his post-round presser. We, we'll get to the, the question of whether he should have been asked this in a moment, but let's just – let's play some audio here. Apologies for having to bring this up in these circumstances, but your name continues to be mentioned – it's been mentioned to, to me this week about 
uh, Live Golf. Um, what's your position? Are you interested? Is there any truth to suggestions that you might be signing? Um, I just won the British Open and you're asking about that. I think that's pretty, not that good. I appreciate that, but it's the, the question is still there. Are you interested at all? Is there any truth in that? <laughs> uh, I don't know, mate. The, my team around me worries about all that stuff. I'm here to win golf tournaments. Okay, next question from yourself. Awkward pause. Did that guy hit him with a thank you, bud? Or yeah. was it a thank you, but? Because that's I, very disrespectful to like hit bud. Cam with the bud. <laughs> Thanks, bud, but still. Is that something like it? That guy sounded like a, an old school English journalist. Do you think that guy was, was hitting people? To, oh, thank you, bud. Like, that's not a thing they say there. They'd call it, he'd be, if it was condescending, you would have said mate or something. No, I think bud is worse, yeah. worse than mate. Okay, you're probably but, right. Yeah. So, I yeah, thought he looks, said bruv. It looks like he's headed there. Bruv would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is going to be tough. And I'm, I keep looking at Twitter because I'm I'm just waiting for it to drop. If if he goes, there, the the rumor is 90 mil because it's obviously the price of a Cam Smith brick just went up because he won. And they're saying 90 mil. You've got Hideki being rumored. You have Faraday who just resigned from NBC to go be a live golf analyst, which – I think people are more upset about that than a lot of these uh, actual players because everybody, everybody, I think, loves Faraday on the course. Like he's he's great. He never really fit at NBC. I don't think. I always thought he sounded, he just never had the juice, and it sounded like he didn't like his role. That's just like what I heard. Not that I've seen rumors or something, but um, is the PGA Tour headed toward being like the G League of golf? I don't know. Dude. I mean, if, if if players like Cam Smith. I mean, obviously, Brooks, Hideki, is, Cam Brooks Smith. is already there. Hideki's probably going. Cam Smith. These are these are like some of the best in the game. They're saying Vic Vic Hovland, maybe mm -hmm. Hovland, uh, as his country mate Heinrich Stenson just went, and they're saying, oh, the rumor is Hovland's going to be. They're going to build a team because you know it's a team thing around him, and Stenson would be a part of it. I don't know. It's it's really weird to think about. I don't. We've got, you know, we've got contacts who's, who work at the PGA Tour that were have been very nice to us over the years, and I would love to get their thoughts on, like, what the vibe is over there, if they're in panic mode. Because, um, yeah, that's got to be tough. kind of seems like they need, um, I don't know, some some small to mid-sized influencers to to back them a little bit again. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, you're talking about us? Not naming any. Okay. Yeah, us. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I, I, I would say we have time for it, but as you know, David and I were working all weekend, meeting with the biggest sports stars, Johnny Mansell, of course, um, and, you know, trying to get him booked for future episodes is really like our priority, but we could make time for PGA. Right. We didn't even, we didn't even bring up Mansell on either show. How did that not, how was I that forgot. not the lead? I honestly <laughs> forgot. So he was just there chilling. KJ and I were. I wait. KJ had to pee pee. I waited for KJ. All the group walked back to the house. We were walking back. We saw this cool little food truck. We're like, oh, I wonder what that is. You know, we just ate, but let's go see what it is. Walked by. It was like rice bowls. Kept walking and like got like ten steps. And I think KJ and I looked at each other. We're like, was that? We turned back around. We're like, yep. And I was like, football. I was like, do we do it? And we we did. I approached him, and I said, hey man. Um, we're part of a podcast that has 
quite literally never been critical of, of you or Did you drop your my institution. Name? I thought about it. He's but a big Dorn guy. He was. I I was trying to keep it simple. No, I was just like, hey, what's up, Johnny? You be careful we get a pick. And he was he was cool. He was blasting a dart, as you saw it, uh, on my shoulder. He probably ashed on my shoulder, which <laughs> I didn't is dope. Notice that. Yeah, he had the dart on my shoulder. It was awesome. Um but three he was very cool. responses, only about the cigarette. <laughs> Still follows me for the record, so that's good. Oh, shoot him a DM. Tell him thanks. We uh <laughs> no, we kept it light, just like, hey man, what are you in town? I was like, you going to the show, you going to the festival? And he's like, No, man. I was like, You playing any golf? He's like, No, we're just here relaxing and chilling. And I was like, all right. And I reminded him that he famously took a photo with me like seven years ago outside of Jerry Jones' suite um, with one of his buddies. It's like, I think it was his senior year. And I was like, he goes, yeah, man, full circle. And he fist bumped me. <laughs> and he hit me with a full circle. So shout out, to, shout out to him. Um, he was very nice. Very, his buddies very were kind. nice too. They, they took a photo. They probably yeah. have to do that often. But I think he was there fly fishing or – you catching that music festival? What part of relaxing and no. chilling don't you understand? There's only so much chilling you can do in Whitefish, Montana. No, no gotta, there's really not. There's unlimited chilling. You got unlimited chilling. Trust me. Like we did five percent of the things that there were to be done there, and I could go back for another two straight months and not finish them all. Tremendous place. Um, PGA with Faraday making the move. If Cam makes move, Cam Smith makes the move. It just keeps pushing me back to my original thought about the PGA's reaction and all of this. Not necessarily being upset or vocal in opposition of the moves to the Live Tour, but I think the aggression and some of the language used probably could have been dialed back simply to say they're very well could have been an opportunity to say, okay, we're not merging with the live tour, but we're going to create some opportunities for there not to just be like, I don't know, just a full outlet of cash over there. And you're taking talent away from us because eventually you're, you're like positioning all these tournaments to like lock them out. And I don't think that's going to serve the PGA in the long run. No, the more talent that leaves, if they're not at all your majors, like, I don't know. They're going to have to coexist in some capacity. There needs to be like a non-aggression treaty signed because right now it's just Greg Norman's winning, I think. Um, And just, I got to say though, I don't think it was like the, I don't know. Some people will be like, well, it's a journalist's job to ask those questions. I don't know. I still think it's weird to ask him that. Like, in his press conference right afterward, but uh, whatever. I'm more. I have more issue with his answer because this is a popular move by the guys who were rumored. They like to say, uh, "My team's handling that." No, are they? Oh, you. So if your team says that, you you're just gonna do it. Like you put all of your faith in your team. Like that's bullshit. Yeah, it's not your team. But it's if your the decision. Is yes, can you say yes? Like all you can say is either no or how do you dance around it? Say I haven't. I don't know. I, I say no comment. Say I'd rather not. Rather just talk about the open championship I would, that I just won. I'm trying to think know. of the best possible answer. Be like I'm not thinking about that right now. Yeah. I just won my first major, so we'll worry about that when the time comes. I don't know. It's yeah. You sound it's like a weird a, situation. A college head coach rumored to be leaving in October. Exactly. And uh, next thing you know, he's taking his wife and your recruits across town. 
and like your top recruiter who then leaves to go coach for the Rams. That's that's kind of what that sounds like. Oh, who, that sounds oddly specific. Yeah, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Fuck Sunday Docs. Or it's like you're at like a dinner in Lubbock with your head coach, and he gets a phone call, <laughs> and he gets up, and then it doesn't come back because, and then he becomes a senator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy Tubbs. Yeah. Okay. You were a part of the Tuberville era, That's, were you? No, thank God. Mike Leach only. That's that. I think long term, that's a better play. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's a whole deal, and like honestly, like it's great for content because we're gonna have for the next like ten Mondays, we're gonna be announcing people leaving, so it gives us something on this pod to go over. So shout out to them. Well, uh, also shout out to Sergio, who is uh, not feeling the love on the DP World Tour, aka the Euro Tour, and he announced he's leaving because people were mean to him about Aww. him going to the Live Tour. Aww. He does. I don't know if it's a translation thing. It just comes across so bad. It's like, dude, I know somebody said something about the Ryder Cup. It was somebody over there, and like he just said, you know what, I'm gonna leave. And pro- he was probably gonna leave anyway, but now he can just look He's like a he baby. was dr- was forced out. He's such a baby. He was really nice to us on the boat that one time. He but was man, fine. he makes it hard. Right, really nice. He answered our questions. That That's you know what, you're right. I gotta stop saying that people are. Great dude, just because they give us four minutes. He was a dickhead to the <laughs> reporter before us, though, if you remember. Yeah, because so, they asked if he was living in Austin. No, I, they said, yeah, it was like about, it wasn't even like, do you live in Austin? He was like, so how, how do you like living in Austin? He was like, I don't live in Austin. Very snarky, very very short, like, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the thought was he was, because he did own a lot at Spanish Oaks. I think he still does. His wife's from here, but... They, they live in, I, don't, I guess they live in Sweden or something or did Switzerland. And I think there was some tax implications because it's like, no, 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 I don't live in Texas. So I, who knows yeah. why he was so uh, on edge about that question. But that that is true. I forgot that that had happened. But mm-hmm. anything else on golf? Uh, I guess quick question. Since you, you're, I, I don't want to frame it wrong, but it bothered you how or the question that was asked to Cam Smith bothered you? And I mean this seriously, would it have been better that he just asked Cam Smith what's next for him in 2022? That's the that's the classy way to do it. Yeah. I think that's how a pro would have handled it. It doesn't bother- after winning this major, an event of <laughs> yeah. this magnitude, what do you see for what's next in your career? And then like as he's answering, be like, anything else? It doesn't bother me because there's a reason he asked the question. He did it didn't come out of nowhere. It's because Right. Cam Smith's name had been thrown around with the Live Tour. So if you just add a number, like, hey, you're going to go Live Tour without anything preceding, like, any reason for it, yeah, like, that's out of context. It's, it makes no sense. Like, let's focus on the win. Um, plus, he knew that that was a big stage. That he, that he got a chance to ask a question right after the dude had just won the Open. So it's gonna. this is going to make waves. So I think he knew what he was doing a little bit, but I don't have a huge problem on, with it. And, like, honestly, like, on the biggest stage possible, having the time of his life. <laughs> Can we just get some Sergio dip buttons on this pod on this podcast? They'll be back for football season. Uh, I will say I don't remember the names of any reporters that got the question out of uh, Brooks or any of the other guys. 
but I do agree. Getting their response is his job. So, you know, I'm okay with him. Yeah, I should I should be nicer. I'm not anti-journalist. I read Substack. It's cool. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk Vizzy. What's your vibe like? What was your vibe in Montana like, KJ? Were you all about your business? Your boy was on an all-out Vizzy hunt. Hard no to find. three were, or four places. They were sold they out were a lot of places. sold out in like three <clears throat> places. They had an end cap set up for Vizzy. Sold out. Vizzy was absolutely uh, the way to go in Montana. The best vibes, there's a good reason for it. Vizzy was there. It's essential to keeping your vibe going all summer. And Vizzy's passing the summer vibe to you all summer long. You can grab a can of Vizzy Hard Seltzer and visit VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to enter your information for a chance to instantly win a $20 prepaid card that can be used towards Vizzy, when you pass on the vibes to your friends, even if you don't win instantly, you can enter the sweeps for a chance to win $599 that can be used toward Vizzy for an entire year. That's a significant amount of Vizzy, Dylan. Sure is, David. Vizzy Howard Seltzer. I don't know why I said Howard Seltzer. That was weird. <laughs> That's just me being close to the border. They've got you covered this summer with a wide range of refreshing fruit flavors like pineapple, mango, black cherry, lime, strawberry, kiwi, and of course, blueberry, pomegranate. I'm rocking with the lemonades and the mimosas, but it's it's whatever, man. Whatever you like to do. They've got the uh, the hard seltzer, the lemonade hard seltzer, variety packs, uh, four delicious fruit flavors, plus delicious combinations like papaya, passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, blackberry, lemon, and raspberry tangerines. That's blowing my mind. I'm kind of thirsty. By the way, we've got a fridge full of Vizzy in there. Might have one later. Doesn't matter. I'm still on vacation. Mm. It's my birthday week. Deal with it. Pass the summer vibe with Vizzy. Here's how to get yours and keep the summer going. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to enter for a chance to win. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. No purchase necessary. Ends August 15th, 2022. Uh, All 50 United States and D.C. 21 and only. 21 up and only, excuse me. Void were prohibited. For rules, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash pass the vibes. Scanning product is optional. Party time? Doing a Vizzy read is a great way to transition into a party. Excellent. Let's party. Dylan, tell me about Drew Gilbert and tell me why I should be excited or dreading the fact that he is now at Houston Astro. Drew Gilbert is the young man, if you recall, we talked about him a few weeks ago during the Colts, well, leading up to the Colts World Series, as they didn't quite make the Colts World Series. Uh, plays played for Tennessee, the chachiest program in college baseball history. And he's the uh, super chach, king chach of the team. Wow. Um, Guy's got, a chach. Got kicked out of the oh. super regional for arguing with the home plate umpire. He's the one who's got the eye black all over the face. And he bat flips it, it mis- you know, to the moon. He's, he's, he's an absolute chach. And I'm very glad that the Astros took him. Because now I get to continue my hatred of the young man. So anyway, congrats to Drew Gilbert on being selected in the first round by the Houston Astros. Rangers got Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker, who I'd forgotten about. Shocking. Um, Dude, kind of the story of day one of the draft. Because a lot of people didn't have him going uh, even like maybe late first at best. Uh, He's got the injury history. You don't really want to hear... arthroscopic shoulder surgery or whatever 
uh, on the guy you drafted with the number three pick, but but he did pitch Triple uh, A, I think it was Triple A, and and did quite well. Like he's getting back, he's up to ninety nine on his fastball. That was kind of his thing in college. Teammate of Jack Leiter, of course, also a Ranger. So reuniting those Vanderbilt. two. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Now there's a program, Dylan. You can get behind them. Vandy, they call it. Vandy. Yeah, I don't know. The draft is, I don't know. Baseball, MLB draft was kind of fun. The coverage is always good. MLB Networks does a good job. Ivan Melendez, a.k.a. the Hispanic Titanic, Golden Spikes winner, was drafted in second round by the uh, Diamondbacks. Congrats to him. Ooh, I, for, I forgot. I didn't realize he was going to get drafted this year. Yep. He got drafted last year as well. Decided to come back to school and uh, went much higher in the draft. So congrats to him. Congrats to him. Dude absolutely mashes. Home run derby tonight, Dylan. How do you feel? Home run derby tonight. Pete Alonzo, got to be the favorite. He won the last two. Uh, the dude's insane. He's built for this event. I am picking him to three-peat. I don't see how anyone could take that dude down, um, especially not old bag of bones Albert Pujols, who is also <laughs> in this year's home run derby at the age of, what is he, like 43 at this point? He's old. For, but, 42 with a question mark. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. <laughs> kind of stamina the old man has. Do I need there. to watch? Yeah. Are you going to watch, KJ? Uh, it starts at 7 p.m. I'm going to watch the last 30 minutes because I assume the first 30 minutes will be them explaining the no doubt uh, that they will have a whole new set of rules. Like, here's how every this year. derby's going to Every, every year. year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they had to change it several years back when it was it, it went on for like four hours. Like, okay, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not sure what the format is this year, but they do they do brackets now. Yeah, it's like two guys. Yeah, head to head. Yeah, yeah, head to head, and then they use advance. Uh, Pete Alonso, I like real I quick. said, absolute monster in this event. So check him out. Uh, and finally, let's close it out with some audio here because uh, former Baylor great Jeremy Soshan, now San Antonio Spur Dylan. Great pick by them, I think. Although, I don't know. We'll see how long Pop sticks around. Uh, He was on like a show, a podcast or something, and I guess they were doing kind of like a word association game with him. I don't know if you've seen this, but I will play the audio right now. Russell Westbrook get him a lot. Bricks. Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, scoring triple-double. Russell Westbrook gets them a lot, and he says bricks. Of course, uh, <laughs> referencing Russell's uh, low shooting percentage. Maybe he was talking about like cocaine. Maybe he's mo- maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe he's, he's moving bricks. Either way, he shouldn't have said it, right? Yeah. Either way, you got to keep him mouth shut. I kind of love. I kind of love. He regretted it. it in the moment. <laughs> Dude, podcast and social media, man. Give Crazy. give the give these kids like so much more opportunity to say dumb shit. It's great. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's great for content. It's. Uh, he's de- Russ is definitely going to go with him next year, but. We'll see. Jeremy's a good player. Good hey, score. real quick. Also competing in tonight's home run derby, Texas Rangers own Corey Seager. That's right, Corey Seager. I'll be waving my Rangers pennant. Very cool. I'll have my little uh, mini batting helmet that I'm eating ice cream out of as I cheer on Corey Seager. <laughs> Let's run it back. Ready to run it back? Not Please. a long one today. Run it back, of course, is a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. College football can get here soon enough. KJ nearly roughed up an old bag of bones at the Whitefish Music Festival. Who put her hands on him, if you recall. It's true. Dave helped turn the propane on so KJ could grow fajitas. 
You're welcome. Quite the assist from Dave. KJ is a snore boy, we found out today. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. The horses were, be perfect. quote, really dope at the rodeo adjacent to the music festival in Whitefish. It's true. We're not sure what the protocol is when our national anthem is played, not at your event, but within earshot. What do you do? We don't know. KJ and Dave met Johnny Football and Whitefish, who was there just chilling. Uh, Correction. Yeah. Chilling and relaxing. You go ahead. Sorry. Let me okay. add that. Chilling and relaxing. Yeah, I don't want to I don't okay. want to like misrepresent right. like his vacation. Fair enough. I was just going to say that Johnny Fettball met two of the three hosts of Too Much Dip while in White Ship, Whitefish. Mm. It was close. He was basically on the show. <laughs> Y'all should have you bring your equipment, you could have gotten a pod off right there. Hey, Johnny, man, I hate to bother you, but can we get a pick and a pod? Can we get an hour and a half of your time real quick? <laughs> just real quick, man. I almost, I thought about what if we just went live? That would It could have gone wrong. He just he just knocks me out. Mm. Yeah. Could have gone great. Yeah, it would have been yeah. good content. Well, that, that concludes running back. Old handle. I'm sorry? Well done. Okay. I just said I, I would have called the old lady to handle him if if, if Johnny okay. would take a swing. She could take Johnny. She was edgy. She had a knife. <laughs> all right, we'll see you all next week. I want my chips with the dip. Bye. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. I'm just playing. <laughs>